Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We, talk about, we talk about swords. Oh yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an e <laughs> Athlete, yeah, he's an, an athlete. athlete. That's everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk and about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> tiny Sasquatches, and the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, that, we need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is sword stores, tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. Audio. We're recording. Hey. What's up? I'm Steve Agee. I'm Busy Phillips. We're no doctors. No, we're not. Um, but we're going to do a very special episode where we finally reply to your emails. I know two episodes ago we did we read a couple we read a couple we got a little sidetracked well we i have to say like we've had a few that have been really emotional and like very i forward most of them to to busy if they're if they're important i will say i have been forwarding <laughs> in upwards of five plus emails a day, a day to busy looking for uh, an My assistant. assistant position you guys i really don't i need to impress upon you like this is not going to make you rich or famous to do this job. You're mostly going to be like in my garage helping me figure out how to get rid of stuff. And then like I was an assistant. It's the fucking worst. Also, there's going to need to be like trips to creation juice bar oh, and like right. Whole Foods. And then also I feel like you're like, trying to discourage them, but reading I'm these emails, to, they don't give a shit. I know, but I'm trying to like impress upon people. Like I don't, I'm not, it's not, I don't think it'll be fun. I mean, I know everybody thinks I'm, it's never fun. No, I know. But people think that they would, I think that, I think the mistake is that maybe, maybe people think that they would be my best friend. I don't want a best friend. I have enough. I need someone to like best deal with my shit. You know what I mean? No, I think these people realize. I have like a weird thing about like, do you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what? like when you work in this industry long enough, like there are definitely a certain, there's definitely like a certain type of. I love that you're whispering. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that hires like people to like, 
Kiss work ass. for them, but who are like like hired friends around all the time. Do you know what I mean? An entourage. Oh, oh is that what an entourage is? Basically. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yeah, an entourage. No, but like Well, but you know a lot I mean? of entourage aren't paid, but they just hang like out. Like somewhere where you're like you're like with it's the person's assistant and then like you meet the person for drinks somewhere in the that assistance there and then you're like but what is our role here and are we friends or do you work for I feel like the lines get very blurred sometimes it's a really and when you're on the payroll though you can't like really truly be someone's friend that's all I'm gonna say business is business it yeah it gets hard to start telling your friends go get my laundry do that's what I'm saying yeah like that's the part that confuses me not that I would ever be a dick to anyone but I'm just saying like I feel like I don't want to like really be friends with somebody who is my assistant. You also don't want, I want to be nice a situation to them, but I don't like want David Spade where his remember I need to know all about this. His no, assistant I broke into his house. Did and, we talk about this already? And tased on this him. No, we did not. Are you sure? Because I just had this conversation with someone. No. Was it you? It Maybe. Who just told me about this? Apparently there's a Mark Marin podcast. Is it Mark Marin? There's a podcast where David Spade like goes through the whole thing. And I, I haven't think listened it was to Marin. it. I want to listen to it though. It sounds crazy. He tried maybe to, he tried it was to, when Emily was here. We briefly touched. I think on we it. did. I think we talked about it, guys. We can't keep this shit straight. But it is. <laughs> we need an assistant to make sure we don't cover the same topic. His assistant broke him and tased him with a taser. Tased him. Yes. He was trying to kill him. Right. Uh, maybe. I want to listen. I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'll get back to you guys on that one. I'm going to listen to that podcast. And then on this podcast, I'm going to break it down for you. Yeah. That's the kind of shit you need to be <laughs> careful of. No, I just mean like I get, I, I don't want like, I, I can't deal with like lines blurred because if you're, if I'm paying you to hang out with me, <laughs> then like, I never know if you're truly a friend. Right. Or if you're being honest, it happens a lot with, um, you know, like that's what happened with like MC hammer. He hired like all of his fucking friends to, you know, you're my driver, you're my chef, you're my personal Look, shopper yes, and I'm, he pays them all shitloads of money right. and then goes fucking broke. Right. I don't need a turtle in my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. we'll see. I do need I do need an assistant. That is true. Turtle did start a very uh, prosperous restaurant chain here. Fat Sal's. Fat Sal's. Do you think that's Every like... Every time I drive by, it is packed. packed. Birdie loves Fat Sal Sal's. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. I don't really eat there because um, I try not to eat bread, you know, but it um, hurts my tummy. Well, but, it's also really ridiculously like sandwiches with french fries Inside, in the sandwich yeah. and it's crazy it's good but it's i don't crazy. need a fry in my sandwich <laughs> no you know no i'm okay with a fry on the side um yeah so yeah, all right so viewer mail viewer mail you guys aren't viewing listener mail. listener mail i keep saying viewer mail too um all right i'll try Did my gardeners just show up no it's monday what is that noise um did we cover instruction let's see okay so did we do the one someone named gabby asked about our experiences with diabetes 
her dad was just diagnosed. We did. We talked about that. That's right. So we, we don't have one. any. We got to have experience. my friend Dean Del Rey on here. He, right. You said that. He was diagnosed. Should we like make a list? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that, Steve. It's the vacuum cleaner. It's my. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But Listen, guys, with it. life goes on. You know what I mean? We're doing our best. I'm going out of town for two weeks. So Steve and I needed to record a couple. On my and we're not glasses. great at like. Um, remembering what remembering we've what we've talked about and or recording things ahead of time. We're really actually kind of bad about it, which is why that one podcast was like two weeks late. Um, but then you've got a few in a row that I feel like we're good. And then maybe yeah. last week's was like a little bit of a bummer. And maybe this one's not going to be great, but that's okay. No, no. We'll Stick let them with judge. us. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a podcast. You're going to have some you like, some you don't. It's free for you. So yeah, it's free. don't complain. It's, that's right. All right. This is from Megan. Uh, hi, busy Steve. Huge fan. Been listening since the beginning. Just wanted to say how moved <laughs> I was. I've been listening since the beginning. All eight episodes. Actually, this is probably three episodes in. I just want to say how moved I was by your poop podcast, literally and figuratively. Oprah is right. Your poop can indicate good or bad health issues. Had my mom listened to your poop podcast, it might have saved her life. I hate hearing this. Um, My mom passed away four months ago. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It was an extremely tragic death. She went to work one day and died the next day. Oh, my God. And it was her bowel that killed her. Uh, It was her bowel was dying. And when the bowel dies, your body shuts down. She she wasn't going poop, but every three days. And when she did, it was hard to go and very painful. It went on for months. And she didn't do anything about it. You got to listen to your body. Uh, I used to encourage her to talk to her doctor more about it. That wasn't right to only go every three days. My nagging wasn't enough. The ultimate cause of her death was blockage in her heart, Mm. which wasn't pumping enough blood to her other organs, which caused her bowel to die and kill her. Um, uh, It's like 20 hours from onset of symptoms to when she passed. And it was a very ugly 20 hours. She was only 69. Uh, So if I could tell your listeners one thing, it's pay attention to your poop. If something isn't right, tell your doctor. It could be a sign of something much bigger. Uh, going on. Nobody wants to talk about it, but we need to start. Thank you for reading. That's happy right. Uh, yeah. That is correct. N- nothing is more important than fucking listening to your body. It's. I know. It's insane. It's everything. Emily's been having a weird like eating thing the last few days. Get I'm like, Emily, out. go to the doctor. She's like, it's probably just stress. I'm like, go to the doctor. I feel like my dad would still be alive if he hadn't Ugh. waited to get his fucking knee. Surgery. I also though a little bit come from the family. That's the opposite. Just FYI. Like my parents are at Dr. Heisler's Rush you to office. The doctor. No, my parents legitimately have their doctor's number on speed dial and they like are on the phone with him yeah. three times a week. See, my dad and was my, a doctor. And so we oh, had right. access to like, like, I think I told the story of arc welding and I went blind. I got, I burned my eyes because I was looking at my arc welds without glasses on. And it's like I looking at the eclipse, Steve, I you were like Trump fried my eyes. And luckily, you know, my dad was a doctor. So he had a friend who was a, an eye doctor and he came over like two or three in the morning. He's like, your son will be fine. He's like, first of all, he goes, were you staring at the sun? And I go, no. And he goes, well, this is an even weirder question. Have you been welding? And you're like, yes. And I go, yeah. Yeah, I've been welding. Um, I was so nervous about Birdie and Cricket looking at the sun during the eclipse. Like, so terrified they were going to do it. I was like, oh, it's all I need. It's crazy how bright that fucker is. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't understand, like, why... Are, 
Do people not stare, try to stare at the sun when there's not an eclipse? <laughs> yes, idiots do. I, I was going to, I was all set. I had no idea, uh, but I was all set to photograph it. I was like, oh, I'm just going to see what happens if I photograph it. And then luckily I went online to see like if there yeah. was a good way to photograph. And they're like, whatever you do, don't photograph the sun. You'll fry, you'll melt your sensor in your camera. Oh, you have to put the special glasses on, right? Yeah, you have to use special special solar lenses. And I was so lucky I read that. Oh, wow. All right. All Another right. piece of mail, Steve. Do you want me to read one? Back to my reading glasses. I uh, can read one, too. Do you have our email thing in your... No. I mean, you'd, I'd have to use your phone. Oh. Well, you read that. <clears throat> Hi, Steve and Busy, or whoever checks this Gmail account. Oh, uh, wait. Maybe our assistant podcast. will check it. <laughs> I was listening to episode two, and you mentioned curing blindness, and has it happened yet? I can't speak to full blindness, but I have a rare genetic condition called, uh oh, achromatopsia. Nope, that's probably not how you say it. Achromatopsia. Probably achromatopsia. I'm going to say sure that has left me legally blind since birth. Acromats. They call them acromats. People who are blind since birth. Acromats are day blind. We can't process light, have poor visual acuity and are fully colorblind. My parents both carry one copy of a mutated gene that they passed down to me, making it dominant science. Whoa. One of my brothers has the same condition and we have two siblings who don't, which is common in genetic mutation conditions. That's so interesting. The next big thing, hopefully in treating diseases, conditions is going to be gene therapy. My brother and I are currently enrolled in a clinical trial with a biogenetic company to have gene therapy where a correct copy of the mutated gene that causes our condition will be injected into Whoa. our eye with the correct copy. The hope is that we will recover full vision. Full they have cured this in dogs that carry the same mutation. They have told us that even if the therapy takes and we have the correct gene in our brains have been, wait, and we have the correct gene, our brains have been trained to see how we currently do. So the brain will have to catch up to the eye. Yeah, yeah. They don't know how long that will take. From talking with our trial sponsors and doctors, this is how they're hoping to treat a ton of conditions going forward. Amazing. I realize this really isn't a question, but you asked if anyone had been cured of blindness. So I thought I would share. Here's the link to our trials website. That is crazy. Mary from Mary. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. Well, good luck, Mary. And we hope that you and your brother who are enrolled in this trial are able to be cured of your blindness. Yeah, I've always wondered what would happen if someone who had been totally blind could all of a sudden see who's never seen what the color red actually is. Right. Or what a circle is. I mean, I guess I could feel what a ball is. And, <laughs> oh, this is a circle. I'm so stupid. <laughs> but like, doesn't know what a flower looks like or like. Yeah. No, or any of the things. Or then all of a sudden you can see all this. All of a as sudden. As an adult. Oh, God. It would be overwhelming. I mean, I feel like it would be very overwhelming. overwhelming. I mean, I think that the the advancements that have been made in hearing aids and treatment for kids, you know, like those cochlear implants and stuff mm -hmm. are so incredible. Amazing. I think that they'll be, I really, I'm hopeful for this trial for these people. That sounds incredible. I think the, science is definitely going to be able to cure a lot of shit and, you know. 
I mean, if we don't die in a nuclear war, did you see or an the, earthquake or hurricane? The special, the the vice special on curing cancer. No, you can find it on YouTube. Um, just Google, I guess, vice uh, cancer, cancer cure. <laughs> They're curing cancer in people by injecting them with other. Oh, polio strains of diseases like polio polio or AIDS or the common cold. Well, polio kills tumors. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see a vice thing about that, but I have read that before. I've read an article about that before and seen. I saw a 2020 about um, the the, uh, woman with uh, like terminal brain cancer who became part of this clinical trial Mm -hmm. where they were injecting polio into her tumors and the tumors would like shrink dramatically. Yeah. No, it's there was crazy. there was I, I the forget. craziest thing, though, about being a part of some of those trials, you know, is yeah. that there's like the control group who doesn't get the thing. Yes. So you're taking people there's a who are like group. Yeah. So you're taking people mm-hmm. who are like all very, very ill and are hoping that this is like a mur- miracle cure for them. Yeah. And half of them aren't getting the shit. How much would that suck? I don't know how much they do that with these, though, because. I mean, in this Vice documentary, they were just straight up like, you know, okay, you have, there was a guy with like bone cancer and they're like, it's untreatable. It will absolutely lead to death. And then they did this, uh, you know, this crazy thing where they inject, I forget, they did three different kinds of cancer with three different diseases. I forget if they injected him with AIDS or one of them was the common cold. Whoa. But. I do hate a cold. The AIDS killed whichever cancer the person had in this documentary. Killed it. Like wiped it out. They were cancer free. But they were in a coma for like two weeks. And they're like, there is a chance they could die from the coma because. Oh my God. Their fever spikes so yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. Because that has to kill the disease. So crazy. And, uh, but then they made it through like two weeks of coma and then came out just cancer free. What? I want to watch that. And they did it with someone who had brain cancer and yeah, it's, it's amazing. I I recommend anyone it's on YouTube. Check it out. Very into YouTube, Steve. I love the YouTube. All right. That was from Mary. This one's from, I hope that. Um, oh, this is someone offer someone named Christine. Hey guys, your podcast is totally entertaining and I find myself wanting to jump in and add my own stories to the mix. If you ever think about interviewing a regular mom from Brooklyn who has some wild and somewhat gross medical stories, let me know. Uh, yeah. I mean, also feel free to email them in to us and you know, we'll read them like we are now. Uh, the email is, uh, no docs podcast at gmail.com. Um, let's see. Wait, Steve, this is going to be after this airs, obviously. Um, Freaks and Geeks aired 18 years ago today. The pilot of Freaks and Geeks. 18? Yeah, that's what people are telling me via Twitter, so I believe them. Isn't that nuts? Oh my God. Some of these aren't about medical stuff so we're gonna today try and just stick with that but we do read all your emails trust me i'm reading all this stuff 
Okay, topic suggestions. Caroline writes, Busy and Steve, love the podcast. I'm sure you started accepting corrections, clarifications during this podcast would be, wait, I'm sure if you started accepting corrections, clarifications, doing this podcast would get real unfun real fast, but I am listening to your episode five right now, earbud literally in the air, and you just mentioned why people wear face masks a ton, some Asian countries, cultures. In China, at least, and I believe this is the sentiment in Vietnam as well, it is super not okay to show up to a public place sick, even a little cough. It's seen as disgusting and a dick move. <laughs> oh love, my God, I love her. I love the Chinese are like, no, nah, it's a dick move. That's a dick move, guys. Uh, uh, where, uh, I wish more people in the United States felt that way. I know, nobody cares. Ugh, it's, no, seen, it's all about me. It's seen as disgusting and a dick move to potentially get others sick. Love they it. don't sit on the ground in public areas and typically yes. keep their home super clean. Yeah. Shoes off before going inside. They've been walking out okay. over gross sidewalks all day. So while sometimes it might be from fear of catching something, I believe the main reason is if someone is sick, has a cough or sneezing, anything like that, they would be remiss to just do that out in public without wearing a mask to cover it up. There's a point to this other than correcting you guys, though. I was thinking of my might be an interesting topic idea to talk about your thoughts on medical taboos and how we have the culture of working, going to school through any sickness, even contagious stuff. Yes. And sneeze and blow our nose right in front of other people with no problem. Once I saw the other way uh, a culture could approach this, I realized how gross it was and kind of messed up that we're all okay, potentially giving our sickness to other people. I got to talk about this. Here's, here's what I need people to know. Yeah. That when we're in a restaurant, do not blow your nose at the table. No. I don't care if I'm at Sharky's or if I'm at, I don't know, what's the nicest restaurant I could mention? Spago. That's like from the 80s. The Ivy. (laughs) The Ivy. Nobu. Nobu. I don't care what kind of restaurant we're at. Do not sit Mm -hmm. at your table and blow your fucking nose. It's so gross. It's disgusting. Get up, go to the bathroom, blow your nose, wash your hands, return. This does not list. seem like something that needs to be said out loud. And no. yet, and yet, Steve, it happens all the time. Nothing grosses me out more when it happens. Well, you know, I have no poker face, right? And when it happens, Mark says the look on my face of like <laughs> such disdain and like pure hatred for the oh person God, who's yeah. doing it. Yeah. Like, it is so gross. Yeah. I may be a little bit also because I'm a germaphobe and also because, but like, I cannot understand why that has become something that people are okay doing. Mm-hmm. Do you? No. I, and also just coughing and sneezing without covering your Disgusting. face. Disgusting. Disgusting. Spitting on the street. People that spit on the street. That was the thing in China when they were doing the Olympics, they had to make laws because people in China just openly spit wherever it's not considered a gross thing that so, goes that goes directly against that email you just read me so by the way i know well oh here's my other thing about that um i do uh, believe that's true in a lot of places but this all came about because i was talking about how my acupuncturist mimi who's chinese is always wearing a mask right that would mean she is always sick which i think she's wearing the mask because she doesn't want to get sick I think that that's accurate. Yeah. Should so I, I think am, it, it may, goes both ways. Since I'm flying a lot, maybe I should invest in like a cute mask. 
for my flights. I sometimes so I just sick. put my sweater over my head. But and we've lay talked down about it. Sleep. We've talked about like the yeah. neosporin in the nose works just breast as well. Milk. Breast just milk a, a right in the breast. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that there. I think that we can't possibly know what motivates every single person to do something. So we can't know why everyone, why people are wearing masks. Yeah. Maybe some of the times it's because they're sick. Maybe some of the times it's because they don't want to get sick. I always want to ask them, but I have never done that. This person also, the last uh, part of this email. Also, I'd love to hear an episode about head injuries slash concussions. Concussions are often seen as a minor thing, but if you get a moderate or bad one, they can be brutal and have crazy and permanent effects. You can also die. Yeah. Uh, that's me saying that. Not sure if either of you have experience with thoughts or, or on either or of those topics, but... You asked for topic ideas and feedback. So I, think I it's thought interesting. I'd try. Keep up the Tra- podcast. Love it, Caroline. Traumatic brain injuries are really fascinating to me. Um, CTE, which has obviously been in the news a lot recently, is. What's CTE? Well, it's like what all of the um, football players who like oh, end yeah, up killing injury. themselves and or killing other people when they do the autopsies, they find that they all have like, and it's from multiple concussions. It's like from concussion after concussion after concussion. And they get this, like it's brain damage that like causes them to literally go crazy. And my, you know, we've like long talked about, I mean, Aaron Hernandez, they just did the autopsy on him. You Mm -hmm. remember who he Mm -hmm. is. And he suffered from like crazy CTE, but there's only, I, I believe that the only way to figure this out is, after death? I don't know. Can you do... I don't know if... Listen, I haven't done a ton of CTE research. Mark would know. If he gets yeah. home, we can ask him. But um, but we've often talked about, like, when O.J. Simpson dies, like, what is his brain CTE situation? sure he situation? had a lot of head injuries. Uh, yeah. A lot of football players, too. Right, uh, but, like, the part that's... Yeah, but the part that's, like, being kind of overlooked is, like, these men who then... Perform these like horrific, violent acts yeah. against others, against themselves. There was a kid who was the football player who had CTE who committed suicide. Like, out of, like seemingly sort of like out of nowhere. Right. It's like there's something wrong with them from what they've done. They've just had these like multiple, yeah. multiple concussions. I'm so scared. I once. <laughs> You're so scared of what? Head injuries. I one time, I've had two, uh, three injuries. The first one, which I think I mentioned jumping mm-hmm. out of a speedboat, <laughs> that's how I, I think that might've started my, Why my, uh, jump out of a speedboat? I think that might've started my vertigo cause I, I got whiplash. How old are you? I was like 17. Why did you do that? Cause you were dumb. Me and my friends were at Lake Havasu. Oh, come on. Water skiing. Disgusting. And then we decided to see <laughs> who could jump out of the boat going the fastest. Oh, Steve. I won. And you, I think and I was you've going never like, been the same. I think I jumped out of the boat going close to 45 or 50 miles an oh, hour. good lord. And it was like jumping onto cement. It was not like jumping onto water. And snapped my neck and it, you know, I think that, that could have... thing like, the, like, yeah, like you fall out of a, whatever, like hitting the water is like hitting cement. It's not... At that fast, hell yeah. Oh my God, that's insane, Steve. Then another time, this was like probably 10 years ago. I went to Paquito Moss on Olive and Burbank. Great, great, great reference. Late at night. Great reference. I go yeah. in and I grab some food to go and my car is parked out on Olive on the street. Uh-huh. I have my food and I go out and there's a 
the intersection of Olive and Buena Vista, like a block away. Right. And I see the light is turning, so t- cars are starting to go, and I want to, I want to get into my car before the cars come. Yeah, because you want to get going. So I rush over to the driver's no. side, throw the door no. open, <laughs> lead with my head to no. get back in. The door has <laughs> gone so far open that it no. slams back shut. The door <gasps> on slammed on my head. Oh no! Next thing I know. I'm opening my eyes and I am laying in the street. No. There is a car that has stopped and its bumper is right over my head. No. And a guy gets out and he's like, dude, are you okay? (laughs) And I was so embarrassed that I obviously wasn't okay, but I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm great. Steve. I go, I just slipped (laughs) and I get back in my car. And, and he like, leaves oh. and I sit there with my head in my hands for like 15 to 20 minutes, just ringing. My head was bleeding. Oh my. I felt so out of it. Steve. And then I go home and I, someone called me or texted me or instant messaged me. I don't remember. And I go, you won't believe what just happened. And I tell them, they're like, you should go to a hospital. You could have a concussion. And I go, I don't want to go to the hospital. And he's like, well, don't go to sleep. I was oh, like, right. what? He's like, they want, yeah. they want to monitor you. They're afraid if you fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know what the correlation. You go into be- a coma. Yeah. Between sleep. But no, how no, no. That you happens. go into a coma. You fall into a coma. So my dog, because when you have kids, they hit their heads. It's always awful. And <laughs> my kids have both hit their heads a couple times. Once I fell holding cricket. And I didn't, and I like, I broke the fall mostly with my body, but then at like the very last second, her head hit the ground, like, but it could have been really bad, but I like broke it mostly. Mm -hmm. And none of the times the girls needed to go to the hospital or go see the doctor, but all of the times I called the doctor, like the emergency line from the pediatrician, they call me back. So basically... Well, you should have gone because you lost lost I consciousness. Absolutely should Conscience. have gone. Consciousness. Consciousness. <laughs> I lost my conscience. You and definitely have no conscience. You lost your consciousness. Um, so that's one of the signs. Like, if oh, yeah. you lose consciousness, if you. Uh, yeah, like, like if a baby hits their head, but like starts crying immediately, that's kind of like a better sign than a baby that hits their head and doesn't cry for like five seconds or 10 seconds. Right. So, um, if there's no loss of consciousness, you know, it depends, like there are like certain areas on the head. Like I would always have to describe Soft like spots, where the temple, yeah, like a temple is not a great place Very to top hit of the head. where the actual soft spot is for on a baby. Um, but then, but then like, you know, the doctor would say to me and it's always, by the way, my kids always have hit their head like an hour before bedtime. Like it's always like at night. It's sure. never, cause it's always like the end of the day is when accidents happen with yeah. kids. I mean, I've found at least cause everybody's tired yeah, and yeah. cranky or whatever. Yeah. And so then Mark and I, like we do the thing, like we were crazy and we go in and you kind of like, just like poke them and make sure that they move. So you kind of wake them up every like couple hours for the night. I told you about, I, I'm sure I mentioned this. My girlfriend, my ex, uh, had like some heart issue like she was like my chest hurts this was when we were in cincinnati and she went we went to bed and like i was so freaked out that i kept checking to see if she was breathing wait hold on i gotta get the door 
Oh, wait, maybe not. What happened? Hold on. All right. Busy's going to check the door. I'll recap this story, though. I thought my girlfriend, I was so scared. And my girlfriend was just like, it's nothing. It's fine. I just need to go to bed. And I was like, I go, maybe we should go to the hospital. I am such a worry wart. And I was like, maybe we should go to the hospital. She's like, I'm fine. Let's go to bed. And, and so she fell asleep. And I, I am a poor sleeper anyway. And so she would just get so quiet because she was sleeping that I would like try and see if she was breathing. And at one point it was so dark that I used the flashlight on my camera and it woke her up. I was shining it and and she's like, what are you doing? And I go, uh, I'm looking for the phone adapter. She goes, you're checking to see if I'm breathing. Oh my God. You would be like a very paranoid parent. I think. Yeah. The other time I bashed my head the third time I was house sitting for Ellen page (laughs) and, uh, she had this house in the valley and don't tell people where Ellen page. She doesn't live there anymore. Uh, I would not have said that (laughs) if she still lived there. Uh, she lived on Belmont drive in Valley village. Um, but I'd been staying there for like a week and because I just hate living in my apartment. So she's always like, dude, just stay at my house. Yeah. And it's awesome. And uh, so I was there. And then towards the end, uh, I was like, I'm going to clean up before she gets here. So I was like in the backyard and I was like raking up leaves and stuff, making it look nice. It's like being nice. Yeah. Because you should always do that if someone's letting you use their house or whatever. So I'm in the backyard and I mean, I'm Sam raking. Pancake stayed in my house all summer watching the cats and he like broke a table he moved my like couch and never moved it back and like the rug was flooded your house well he didn't flood the house but it is questionable like how the cats learned to turn the faucet on (laughs) he's like come here you guys i want you to see something if you ever want water no but i was in the backyard and i was raking and so there's this pile of leaves next to the house and i bent over to scoop them into a plastic bag and i when i stood up not realizing that oh no the the roof on this house oh my god Steve. most roofs are like 10 feet above the ground she <laughs> had one of those roofs where it comes it way down close down. to the ground like five feet <laughs> and it had like those eaves the sharp like two by eight <laughs> this is making me hurt i don't want to i hate it i stand up <laughs> i stand up split second feel really sharp pain Next thing I know, I'm opening my eyes and I'm laying on the ground. My head is bleeding. I stood up and just right in the soft spot at the top of my head. Did you go to the doctor? Nope. Well, that's crazy. I just sat there. You don't have CTE. You've had like multiple (laughs) concussions. You've had two concussions. Clearly. Two. Yeah. That you've never gotten checked out. No. That's crazy. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm very, I hate. I hate head anything having to do head with trauma. heads, oh, head traumas. Ugh. But we, that would be an interesting thing to talk to someone. We did an episode of Sarah Silverman program where the whole episode was built around how exposed our necks are. Oh God! I oh God! <laughs> I hate that too. And so Sarah made these oh, like God. wooden. Hands. Very uncomfortable. Sarah made these like wooden hands that cover your neck because someone threw a frisbee and it hit Sarah right in the <laughs> neck. <laughs> really funny. I think they're all on Netflix. Here, Folks, I'll go go line. check them out. OMG, I have so many ideas from Christina. Hi, Busy and Steve. I was listening this morning, and I think an amazing topic would be how insane pregnancy is on a woman's body and all the freaking weird things that happen to you, plus how weird, awkward people are around you when you're pregnant. Like when they kick 
and you can see the outlines of the foot or the hand punching through your stomach. How freaking bizarre is that? It would happen to me when I was sitting in meetings at work and I swear people were completely freaked out. Side note. <laughs> but when I was pregnant with my first, I was having Braxton Hicks contractions. Do you know what that is? No. They're like contractions that happen before you're actually in labor. It's like your body preparing to go into labor, but they're right. not real. Yeah. And people, but sometimes people think they're real and they go to the hospital and they're like, nope, Braxton Hicks, go home. I Weird. think Braxton Hicks were the doctors that discovered it named it whatever my sister was like Chrissy do you want me to call mom and see if she thinks you're in labor and I yelled at her and said mom is not that kind of doctor at which point she looked at me like I was insane and calmly replied mom isn't any kind of doctor actually (laughs) this did not help my mood but we still to this day when having any medical ailment remind each other that my mother is not that kind of doctor that's funny what kind of doctor She's not any kind of doctor. She's just a mom. <laughs> but she was like in like a state because she was having Braxton Hicks. She was having these contractions. She's yeah. like, mom's not that kind of doctor. She wouldn't know that. I'm, I'm already. So Chrissy, sorry, I'm already taking your story as my own. It That's already happened so to me. Funny. Anyway, love you guys. Have an amazing day. Not being doctors. I mean, we definitely talked a lot about pregnancy stuff and we should get some other women on here for some different perspectives in terms of c-sections and those things because i certainly just have one perspective on childbirth but people say like the craziest shit to you when you're pregnant too you know like the guy at the at the um dry cleaners who would not let me go because he was convinced i was having twins and i'm like nope just one baby in there and he's like i know twins when i see it i'm telling you it's twins there's two in there and i was like no sir you do not and i have had multiple ultrasounds and i know there is one baby in my uterus just one and he's like no i'm telling you you're gonna give birth and then two minutes later you're gonna give birth to another baby and i was like sir I cannot, there is no way (laughs) that I can explain to you any more clearly that now we live in a time where there are ultrasound pictures of the inside of your body and we can see exactly what is going on. And it is a single child, a girl baby in there by herself. Wouldn't it be possible for a baby an eclipse eclipse situation? So insane. It would be so (laughs) insane and so improbable. At this point, the ultrasounds are so good. Have you seen these ultrasounds? Yeah. Like the 3D ultrasounds and like you can literally see what the babies are going to look like. Yeah. It's crazy. It's not. I never, ever ask or talk to anyone about their pregnancy. Why would you? I am so freaked out. I'm going to say something wrong. Even friends that I know are pregnant, I'm still afraid to go, you, how's it going? 100%. That yeah. is the correct way to handle a woman who is pregnant. Until they have the baby, I keep my fucking mouth shut. Even when after they have the baby. Don't even ask them. No, Sarah okay. Watkins, by the way, just had a baby. <laughs> she did? Yeah. I don't even think I just knew like she was pregnant. Just like a week ago. Last weekend, she had her baby. I don't know if I even knew she was pregnant. Yeah. Sometimes, see, again... I don't know if I've seen her in nine months. I guess I must not have. I have friends who have had babies where I'm like, you guys were pregnant. I'm like, oh God, I haven't seen you in a year. Yeah. Like you got pregnant and had a baby. Well, to be fair for most people, those first three months, you can't really tell. You don't want to It's really only six months. But just guys, keep it to yourself. Your ideas about. (laughs) If you walk away with one thing from this episode. It's just keep keep it it to yourself. Or to a doctor don't hey Stephen busy my name is christy and i'm listening from uk what's the united kingdom 
Great Britain. So hi, one thing I've noticed repeatedly is how different your healthcare system is over there to here. Uh, yeah, some of the things you are talking about, I'm just like, huh? They are mental in America. <laughs> this is coming from someone who lived there for a year too. And when I got a tick bite, I was like, whoa, hold your horses, people. I'm British. I'm hardy. I don't need two types of antibiotics. It seemed to me that by its very nature, the American healthcare system is primarily commercially driven, obviously, as opposed to people centric. And I thought this would make an interesting topic if you guys have experienced healthcare abroad. Anyway, I'm enjoying listening. Thanks, Christy. Yeah, healthcare is a should be its own episode. It's I have you know Jen Kirkman? Yeah. I mean I don't know her, but I know her through She's a comedian and years ago I remember her saying she was going to fly to England to do stand up. Like a week or so before her trip, she got really sick. I don't know if it was a flu or whatever, but she was super sick. I was like, I can't go. I'm too sick. I'm not going to go. But she didn't have medical insurance. So to see a doctor here would have cost her an arm and a leg. To get treatment would have cost her an arm and a leg. And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to go to England and get off the plane and just go to a doctor in England. And that's what she did. She's like, I covered my face, got on the plane, stayed covered, um, was sick as a dog. As soon as I got off the plane, went to see, you know, checked in the hotel, went to see a doctor. They fucking fixed her up and it was practically free. Oh my goodness. She's like, it was the best thing I ever did was going to England. To get better. Yeah. All right. They give a shit. It seems like they do. I don't know what's going on. It's really crazy to me. Although I just got an update that it seems like they're going to be able to vote down the thing. Good. That the one senator said no. (laughs) Is that good information, guys? Is that good information you know morgan spurlock has or had a documentary series on netflix and one of the topics was he went to another country for medical treatment to see how much cheaper it would be uh because he had i think injured his shoulder Mm -hmm. and so he went to his doctor and his doctor was like okay you're gonna need an mri Mm -hmm. i can't do it you have to go to another clinic to do it and he was just there's all this shit that he had to do, which was more money. Go to this person, pay more money for this and get treatment here for mm-hmm. more money. And uh, that's when he had the idea. He's like, I'm going to see what it would cost to go to another country and do this. So he had heard about this place in Bangkok, in Thailand. Oh, my goodness. And which is a place where people do something called medical vacations. Oh, right. Sure, sure. I've Americans heard will yeah, travel yeah, 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 to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hospital. It's not like a sex vacation. <laughs> no, they will travel to this hospital. He went to this hospital, dude. It was bigger than Kaiser's. It was huge. It looks like a five-star hotel. Crazy. You cannot tell it's a hospital. You walk in, it looks like the lobby of a hotel. Each floor is dedicated to a different type of medicine. He walks in, and he's like, "I need an MRI," and they're like, "All right, go up to the fifth floor. We'll send them your information when you get up there. Check in." He goes up to the fifth floor goes up and they're like oh yeah we've been expecting you uh go have a seat in the lobby go have a seat in those chairs and they were like lazy boy big comfortable chairs <laughs> he was the only person he goes over Wait, and is this filmed for the for the documentary this is on netflix yeah okay. he sits in his chair and he's talking to the camera he's doing an interview he's like wow that was easy i just checked in and they're gonna see me in a few and then all of a sudden someone goes out and 
the doctor will see you now. He was sitting for like two minutes and he went and saw an actual doctor, not a nurse who was like, all right, we're going to take your temperature and all this first. And the doctor was like, all right, we're going to send you downstairs and you're going to get the MRI. Like right now he did it. It was like a few hundred dollars. It was nothing. And then, uh, that's when he was like, Oh, I'm going to, while I'm here, do everything. He got a colonoscopy. He did all these different types, full blood work, everything. And he said, you know, at the end of everything he did, it was like a few thousand dollars. But how do you know that the care is as good as? It's, these are doctors who like a lot of them studied in at like Harvard and like, but then they're amazing. Oh, and so after he had everything done, he went back to his doctor in New York who didn't know that this was going on. He sat down and he's like, what if I told you I went to Bangkok I had the MRI, I had a colonoscopy, I had all this. And he's like, how much do you think that would be? And the doctor's like, oh, easily like thirty-five dollars to $60,000. And he's like, it was like $3,000. That's insane. And Americans are going over there a lot. Because like, I guess if you consider like the cost of the plane ticket and all of that. And it's like a vac- and you're in Thailand. So like they'll go and get all this stuff done. And then like afterwards, you're on vacation. they're on vacation. Well, I don't want to sound like an expert or anything, and I'm no doctor, but it's on Netflix. Look up Morgan Spurlock's I'm gonna uh, doc- look it up. documentary series. I just am like so used to the fact that everything costs so much money now that it's like no doctors take insurance. Yeah, as far as you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even it's I, I don't know what's going to happen. I should pay attention more, I think. Maybe I know. <laughs> All right, here's one from Chelsea. But I worry, I mean, like, you know, I worry about it all for everybody. Chelsea Cheeks. That's how she signed it. Hey, guys, my name is Chelsea. I love the podcast. If you guys ever run out of topics or guests for the show, I think it would be funny if you guys uh, each looked up a weird, crazy medical condition and talked about it to each other or maybe look up crazy funny medical stories in the news i know that might be a lot of homework but it would be great this is what i do at night chelsea all the time <laughs> i've worked in the medical field since i was 19 and i'm a big comedy fan so this podcast per- for me this good is to know just for you chelsea <laughs> this is for you chelsea another thing i would love to hear is the medical consequences of some of the things people do in porn <laughs> I know some porn stars we can have she on took here. took a real left turn there. Whenever I was I'm not browsing, prepared for that. Whenever I'm browsing Pornhub, I'll think, that can't be good for your body. Oh, my God. <laughs> not sure if you or anyone you know would have any knowledge on that, but it would be. I actually met, I know a lot of porn stars. Why because do you know porn stars? I did a benefit for the, there's a clinic in the Valley that tests all the porn stars. And uh, I did a benefit for that, for them to raise money for that clinic so that they can all get tested. Oh boy. Um, There's um, a law was passed. They have to use condoms. condoms. That's a whole thing. That's why a lot of them go and do it now in Vegas or Florida. Or, it's ridiculous. Oh really? Yeah. Um, but as far as looking up crazy, weird medical conditions, there's one I found out a, about a couple of weeks ago called dry drowning. I know all about dry drowning. You do? Yeah, I have two children. Of course I have dry drowning. Know what dry drowning is. It's when you inhale into your lungs Always water. Ha- there's a, ch- a child every year dries, dies of dry drowning. And then I'm convinced for about three weeks that one of my kids is going to get it. It's terrifying. See, dry drowning is truly terrifying. Yeah. I read about this a few weeks ago and I was like, 
Should I even bring this up? This seems like something that would freak busy. <laughs> yeah, it freak. No, it really. You can ask. Um, you can ask Mark. I've had horrible fits of anxiety about dry drowning and like even just letting my children swim in the pool. Like someone's gonna get it. I, it's very very rare. Well, it's very the only thing super rare that like gives brings me any any amount of comfort is but just how rare it is. I found out about it because there was a story. Like I'll scroll oh, down through my news feed. Terrible. And then to like the weird stories and yeah. it was like, uh, you know, a seven year old yeah. died yeah. three days yes. after swimming. Yes. That's right. And they said they woke up in the middle of the night and told their parents their shoulder hurt or something like their arm hurt. And then like three hours later, they were dead in the doctor's Right. Like, it's like water gets into the kids. It's always kids, right? Like I haven't seen any. I'm afraid of two things yeah. with water and my kids. One is brain eating amoeba. Yeah. And two, and that's like water parks, any of those things. I'm afraid of that with myself. I'm afraid of that with myself too. And that's like the water goes up the nose, the brain eating amoeba gets you, you're dead. There's <laughs> no recovering from brain eating amoeba. That's number one. And number two is dry drowning. And dry drowning is that though, I believe that with dry drowning, because I've done a fair amount of reading on it, you do, the kid actually does have an incident. Like there is like a moment where the kid yeah. chokes on water. Do you know what That's I mean? Because some of the it's things were like, like, we don't know if it's a real thing, but it's like they all come after incidences where yes. something happened in something, the pool. Yes, exactly. Well, right. Like the thing with the dry drowning is that from what I've read, and again, I'm no doctor, but from what I've read, there's always like an inciting incident, like a kid in a pool who has a scary moment who coughs up a bunch of water. Yep. And then three days later, the child has the water never got out of the lungs and the child has dry drowning. Uh, ugh, that's horrible. It's I have horrible. I have a friend who was uh, my best fr friend all through high school and college. Um, Brett was a lifeguard at the public pool for a while. Mm -hmm. And he once had to give a girl mouth to mouth who had drowned. Really? Yeah, she was dead. And he pulled her out of the what? pool. And brought her back. Like literally dead? Yeah, she was not breathing. He pulled, she, he looked like the pool was packed. It was summer. It was, this was out in Riverside. And I forget if he heard someone yelling, she's drowning. Or, or he looked and saw a body at the bottom of the pool, jumped in, pulled this little girl out, uh. did mouth to mouth and all that and saved her. I was like, this is like a guy I partied with and did all sorts of shit. I was like, dude, I cannot fucking believe you've saved somebody's life. Like a I little took kid. CPR. I took, um, I did too. infant and child CPR when I was pregnant with birdie. I probably should take another class in it. It helps to do refreshers. There is a guy. He is really intense and he does like a lot of the prenatal CPR classes around yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but he is like super fucking intense about it. And he, his big quote that you take away from with him is uh, they go quickly and they go quietly. Ugh, and Jesus about, Christ. It's about that's kids chilling. in water. It's about like, he's like scares the living shit out of you about bathtubs and pools with, mm -hmm. with children. But he, he, they go quickly and they go quietly has been seared into my brain yeah. for 10 years since I took that class. Well, it's they true. There's no screaming when no, you're right. drowning. It's when that's you the inhale thing, water or right. you hit your head. No, or the kid, but the kids like who struggle in pools, like we've had a couple scary 
things with kids in our pool like we're you just like yank them out and they're okay yeah but you have to like be watching for the kids that aren't making any noise yeah. like when the kids are like roughhousing they're fine but it's the kid who's just like silently going down and up and down and up that's the kid that's struggling and you have to pull that kid out or to but when like, one kid dives into the pool where there's a bunch of, of kids kid. and they hit heads with another kid sure I mean, yes, I will say because I grew up in Arizona and there are a lot of stories about, you know, horror stories of kids in pools and stuff. I do have a thing like I know I'm overly maybe overly safe about it because we have a pool at my house when we have a party and I know there's going to be more than like three kids. I hire a lifeguard to come sit outside just because it's completely smart. I can't be. What's the worst that can happen? No one drowns and you... You waste 200 yeah, bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. $250. Worth I think. it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Um, but I'll do it. I'll do it if we're having a party over with a bunch of kids. And no, it's not a swim party. I'll do it in the winter to just have someone mm-hmm. out back sitting by the pool. Sure. I learned that from Krista Miller, actually. Bill Lawrence and Krista Miller always do mm-hmm. that at their parties. She's like, it's not worth it. Why would you ever risk any of... You know what I mean? I would rather flush $200 down the toilet yes. than have to deal with the guilt of someone dying. It ha- I mean, it happens. It happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> that was a real here. downer, Steve. Well, let's hope this Dry one's Dry drowning. This one's from a guy, Brett Clark. C- C- Carl. Brett Carl. C-K-R-L-E. Carol. Okay. Carol. Brett. We'll just call him Brett. Hey, that? busy and Steve, long time listener, first time emailer. This is my new favorite long podcast. <laughs> there have been 10 episodes. This is number 10. <laughs> this is my f- new favorite podcast. I have a question for Steve being a tall, large guy, and I'm just going to assume a little hairy. What? Couldn't be more wrong. I am. My body is like fucking hairless. It's really weird. Yeah, you don't have it. I'm looking at your arms right now. Yeah. No hair. Um, have you had any problems with your tailbone? We're taking a photo here. Have you had any problems with your tailbone? Um, like a cyst growing on the end of it and you've got to get it popped and or drained. Have you had any experience with this or know anybody who has? It happened to my brother, a few friends and myself where I, I had it popped and drained about five times over three years. What the fuck? Before they finally went and gave me surgery to have it removed permanently. I now have this second ass crack. What the fuck? At the end of my tailbone that sweats a lot. Oh my God. I could tell you more if you want. Thanks. Brett, feel free to email more. I'm I'm very curious about this. Um, what is that? I don't even I don't understand. Know. I know there's problems with, you know, people who sweat a lot in like, cracks and crevices like so you can get like cysts a, and like yeah it's a zit it's a bad basically zit. but i think it's chronic and it's always there because it's in a place that's you're sitting all the time that's and gets disgusting. sweaty sorry i have not sorry. had that problem i'm like, I'm like <laughs> judging thank god i have not had that problem. i'm judging that you know i'm a real picker though we've never talked about this i think we vaguely mentioned it i've got tools i've got things i'm like very very into picking do you like those picking videos i mean like have you seen the one of the I, old I've lady seen, having the blackhead pop that's like 20 years old i've seen i've seen i've seen i don't know if i've seen that one but that I've is seen. fucking horrific i don't want to watch it right now steve i don't either i, I don't uh, ever want to watch it again i had a friend in college a boy friend not a boyfriend, but a boyfriend who was in a band and where his guitar strap 
would be on his back. He had this like just truly gnar blackhead. And my friend, my roommate Diana and I convinced him to let us <sighs> pop it. Yeah. And it was truly epic and disgusting. And had it been, <laughs> had it been, had it been like one of the, I mean, had it been a different time, like the, t- like now we would have recorded it for sure. It would be on YouTube, oh but like we didn't even have like, you know, a video camera. No, we didn't even have cell phones at the time. Um, it was disgusting. It just kept going like for minutes. I had a girlfriend so nasty who used to love doing amazing. that. Like we'd watch TV at night it's at our apartment primal. and she would just like sit on my back. I'd lay on my stomach and we'd watch TV and she would just look. Not that I ever had a lot, but every now and then she'd be like, oh my God, can I pop this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very into it. I'm very into it. it is I'm very- a picker. That's a, it, but, but my picking has more to do with like my, o- like it's like OCD. a form of OCD. Absolutely. Um, I get very like into picking things on myself, but I, and mine is also like stress induced and anxiety induced. So like you can tell if I've been having like a really rough time anxiety wise, because I'll get like on my, I'll pick my face. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not picking my face, I will pick other things. I pick like my arms. I pick like I my too. legs. I pick my upper legs. My sister's a terrible picker too. If I'm ever just sitting in, in like, I'm just like t- a whole touch my arm every now and then. If I feel something, you gotta forget it. it. It's being picked. It's be. All right. You want to read this one? Sure. Two more and then, we'll, then we'll call it a yeah, quick. I need to, I need to like get my life together. Hi, Busy and Steve. First, love the podcast and hearing you both vacillate between fascinated and grossed out. Um, pretty much sums up how I can feel about the amazing miracle that is the human body most <laughs> days. I'm a labor and delivery nurse and I love nice. listening to y'all on my commute to and from the hospital. Busy, you brought up having your membrane stripped and I just wanted to clarify that he did not separate the placenta from the uterus, though that is what it feels like. The placenta separating from the uterine wall before delivery is known as placental abruption and is a medical emergency with very high rates of maternal and fetal mortality. Ooh, Jesus. Okay. So I didn't have that. A good visual is to imagine a water balloon sitting upside down. Oh wait. Okay. Hold on. Okay. So she's going to explain what stripping the membranes is. Okay. A good visual is to imagine a water balloon sitting upside down on top of a frosted donut. Okay. Okay. The membranes amniotic sac are the outside of the balloon and the donut is the cervix. Mm -hmm. When the doctor strips the membranes, he runs his fingers between the balloon and the donut and lifts the amniotic sac up from the cervix. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That makes sense to me. Sorry. I was going back to see what I had said. I had said placenta. No, she's right. Obvi. Um, the cervix and sac have been so cozy and sterile for about 40 weeks. So this junction is a little sticky for lack of a better word. This action of separating it kind of jostles things around and can get labor started if the cervix is ripe slash soft enough. They call it ripe and it <laughs> makes me want to bomb. Tasty. Um, hope this doesn't come off as know-it-all ask. Just wanted to share my limited area of expertise. It's not limited, Katie. First of all, you're a you're medical in, professional. In, you work in this industry. Um, Love, love, love the show and listened in shock and horror at the H1N1 story and sympathized on the spastic colon story. Great. I'm about Listen, to go get a flu shot. So, right. So, stip- stripping the membranes is not separating the placenta from the uterus. No, it's separating the, mem- the amniotic sac from the cervix. I knew it was something like that. Anyway, I had it done twice. Um, well, and it go. did put me in labor both times. 
I had it done. Um, and it's effective and it's like a natural way to induce labor as opposed to using Pitocin, which is the drug. Pitocin Pitocin is the drug that women are given to induce labor, to cause contractions to come. But what it can do is cause the contract contractions to come very fast and very hard, therefore making like any sort of hope at a natural childbirth really difficult because it's like way more pain than usual. Um, and, uh, and so stripping the membranes is like a more natural way to try to induce labor. All right. But you have to be dilated a certain amount in order for the doctor to even get a finger in your cervix. <laughs> Listen, Steve. No, it's great. That's what I know. I'm learning. I so I'm sorry that I learned. said it was that it was the placenta and uterus. Yeah, that's not what it is. It's the amniotic cervix. sac and cervix. Anyway, a finger goes up. Some gunk comes out and then you go into labor. <laughs> some finger go. That's the title of this one. Finger A finger goes up. Goes up some some gunk, gunk comes out. Ew. Uh, all right. We'll call it at that. I mean, there are so keep your emails coming. I mean, we will eventually get to them. These We're are some very good, into that. Good topic ideas and, um, and comments. So, uh, yeah, emails. The email is no docs podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear all of them. You guys can keep if you live in Los Angeles and you're a woman and you feel like you really do want to be my personal assistant. You can keep sending some of these. Everybody's overqualified, by the way, like all of these. I mean, that yeah. is truly I'm literally offering you Starbucks and free clothes like you need to like. <laughs> <laughs> you need to seriously consider this. I will pay you. I'll pay you too. Well, you heard um, it here. But not that much. I can't afford it, guys. I'm not even on a TV show. Yeah, you should see all the construction that's happening here. It's bananas. I know. It's like really so insane. Well, you guys, somebody just po- posted on my Instagram on a picture of me. Are you okay? Are you stressed out? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Is it cuz I never smile in my pictures? Look. I don't smile, but like, this is just my face. I'm the same way. I look at photos. That's why if you look at my Instagram, you never see photos of me. It's what that's part of the reason I'm always taking photos of other people. By the way, when I I was thinking about this the other day, when I die, you know how they, people will post photos of people. There will just, there will be no photos of me. They'll post photos that I've taken, which I'm fine with, by the way. I'm fine with that too, for you. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So hit us up with more email suggestions, topics, comments. The construction's going to continue for a yeah, while. Hopefully so. it'll be a little better when Busy gets back in a couple weeks. I mean, we safe travels. Do. Yes. I hope you have some great stories when you come back. Listen, let's hope that there are no medical stories. No when medical, I come back, but, but something else. Fun more stuff. fun stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Um. Yeah. Thanks for the emails. Listen to everything we say with a grain of salt because we're we are no, no doctors. doctors. Hey everyone, it's me, Steve, AG, you know, (laughs) I'm here to let you know that Starburns Audio has a new survey. Uh, Just go to starburns.audio slash survey. Um, We're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better. Uh, And it only takes a few minutes, I promise, but uh, it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at um, Starburns Audio, believe me. We uh, are trying to get to know a little bit more about you, what you like, what you don't like. Um, 
ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, this really is a helpful survey. Um, cause currently podcasting is still kind of like the wild west. We still don't know a lot. It's uh, it's a new medium. Um, so your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, it's incredibly helpful and, uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio slash survey and, uh, fill it out. Help, help a brother out. All right. <laughs> Thanks guys. Hello. I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. (laughs) Suicide Buddies. (laughs) That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons... It's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. He's Like, I mean, if yeah. you lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> 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 That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a I don't know what you want from me. And uh, my, and my girlfriend, a, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my <laughs> <laughs> 